0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not
1: be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
0: Hi everyone, and welcome once again to In Perspective. My name is Bob Branko, and this is episode 341, dated Friday, January the 5th, 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. With us as always... Peter Alchil from Coos Bay, Oregon. Peter, what's going on?
2: No atmospheric rivers today here. Beautiful day. Uh, that may change tomorrow, but we're, we'll take any beautiful day we get during January and February. So we're blessed.
0: We're faced with the possibility of our first winter storm this weekend, Peter. I saw
2: that. I'm glad I'm not, I'm not anywhere near New England this weekend, but um, <laughs> uh-huh. I wish you yeah.
0: Thank you. I'm hearing some <coughs> clicking noises. We have to mute the clicking noises, please. Let's do that, please. All right, so before we continue, let me thank those people who make it possible for In Perspective to be made available to the general public. We start out with Raymond Gay. Our producer, thank you very much for what you do for us. Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place Chatline. thank you for airing our programs on Greeting Door 15 on that line. Also, our media sources, thank you for airing us when you do. We appreciate that very much. And Jacqueline Sylvia from JS Web Solutions, she archives our shows on my website. All you have to do to hear a back issue or a back episode of In Perspective is go to www.brancoevents.com. Go to In Perspective Podcasts, click on them, and you will see all of our archived shows, or most of them anyway, from latest to earliest.
2: Merci, Jackie.
0: I also want to say hi to a faithful listener, Rick Troyano of Florida. Thank you very much for listening. And I also at this time want to thank Tammy for being our host today's show. I would like to thank you, Tammy, for taking the time to be with us and to help us out today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. With us today, our special guest. He's been on our program before to talk about grief, and his name is Duncan Holmes, but today he's going to be talking about his role as president Mm -hmm. of the National Church Conference of the Blind. First of all, Duncan, congratulations on that. It's an honor for you you. to be president of that worthwhile organization. Welcome to In Perspective. thank Thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you, Bob. It's good to be with everybody. Hi.
0: Hi. Tell us about the National Church Conference of the Blind. Tell me some of the things that they do for people.
1: We are an organization of blind and sighted people I will read you from the Constitution what the general purposes, by the way, we'll refer to it from here on as NCCB, uh, National Church Conference of the Blind. And uh, the general purposes of the NCCB, we have an annual Bible Fellowship Conference for United Christian Witness Among the Blind. Uh, We foster the spirit of Christian living and service among the blind community by way of an effective testimony that is we want to uh, go back out into the world and into our communities uh, to uh, to live the gospel of Jesus Christ and to share the good news by word and yes, by deed. Another is to advance Christian service opportunities for the blind in local churches and church agencies. And to awaken the active concern of churches, and their cooperation in carrying out its ministry. Uh, that was, uh, I was reading you from the Constitution because that's the best way to put it. Uh, as I say, we have an annual conference. It's held usually the uh, second week in August or uh, about that time. This year it was held rather late because of some changes that happened in venues that that uh, we were planning to have the conference at but uh, but things changed and we had to make a last minute or late change so we wound up going uh, to about the labor day weekend this year uh, we were in kentucky we we're in a different city every year except that we were in dallas for two years because they offered us a good deal at the hotel we were at uh, we have during the conference, uh, we—it's a good week to get for blind folks to get together because so many things that blind folks used to do, Christian camps and so on, have closed down. Uh, but uh, so. There, there are times where we share. Uh, we have a time of praise and worship. We have a hymn sing. We have, uh, and then we have uh, times uh, of Not just share, uh, what we call uh, up, sharing follow-up. testimonies. Plus, open, by by definition, a testimony be evangelically correct. It's uh, what has the Lord done in your life? How has He saved you? Uh, did He, you know, and uh, did you? Uh, How about since then? How have you come to faith in Christ? So that's basically, in summary, what it's about. Uh, What we hope hope, uh, will happen is that folks will go home uh, and be encouraged to be active in their local churches. Uh, There are so many that don't have a church home. And that's their—that's unfortunate. And others who can't find a ride to church have to use paratransit system or Uber or something. And when they go, it's hard for them to, they feel included to in, the, in their own church. But to try to have a ch- church just for the blind, uh, I don't think would work w- well at all. And to be another way of isolating people so that, in a nutshell, is what we're uh, what we're about, and uh, it's it's been going on for for years. It used to be very big, but we need more younger people now. We've got uh, mostly <laughs> older folks, and uh, we need younger blood to come in. And I'm glad when I see some that do come in. Uh, if you're with me, I need to tell you that also during the conference we have various exhibitors. It's like a convention in a way. Uh, there are we've had uh, various uh, blind uh, braille uh, exhibits for the blinds. Uh, braille Bibles International's been there. Uh, the Lutheran Braille Workers this year. Uh, Christian Record Services. Uh, there's a group out of uh, Kentucky, and I cannot think of the. Uh, Christian blind mission, I think, is what it was. And uh, uh, there's a gal in Houston who has a ministry called Genesis through Revelation, and she's got T-shirts and other uh, paraphernalia. She is partially sighted herself, and uh, but sees well enough to help us get around. Because believe me, it's, it can be a challenging getting around a hotel, or uh, to to and. Uh, finding a place to eat and so on uh is for the hotel itself
0: yes go ahead i have two questions i'm sorry Let's, to interrupt you i have two more questions yeah. i have two more questions before i turn it over to peter how long does the conference last about a week or so
1: it lasts it a short a day short of a week you might say but for example next year it'll be august 2nd which is a uh, wait a minute no it'll be i think August first is a Thursday. Uh, I'm not sure the exact date, uh, but it's from the it's from a Saturday to the following Friday. But some of us come in the the day before. Okay. So okay, I'd say for meets Friday to Friday.
0: All right. Now I'm learning as I go, Duncan. So some of my questions might be a little bit um, uh, as if I don't know enough about the subject, but I'm always willing to learn a few things, especially when it comes to religion and spirituality i think that's very important
1: mm-hmm. and i'm
0: very happy that you're a part of this so when you Thank said you. that you encourage people to go home after the conference to their My own religion, churches exactly. okay yeah. when you said that you encourage people to go home after the conference to their own churches um i'm assuming that people of all walks of religion join the conference or is it one particular religion?
1: It is not a denomination. Okay. It's, uh, we have a statement of faith. No, anybody who uh, to be a member, uh, if you, anybody who uh, we we welcome non uh, non Christians to the conference. But the thing is to bring people to Christ and to encourage them to grow in their faith. But we do. We're not a denomination. We are. We are non-denominational or inter-denominational or whatever. We have a statement of faith, though, and uh, and I don't, you know, you know we we uh, what's the best way to put it? We believe in the Bible as God's holy word. We believe in the, uh, Jesus as uh, Savior, Lord, Virgin-born, uh, sinless, like, and so on. We have a statement of faith uh, that, and uh, we all
2: come into agreement on that. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Bob Duncan. Again, welcome. Um, I have a few questions. Can you talk about how NCCP started? What? you know, What uh-huh. I could. Yeah, you're, yeah, I've got an article right here, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to read
1: from it because I can't couldn't memorize it verbatim. Uh, and I'm so thankful for my braille display, my chameleon braille display. It's, it's it's come in handy if this thing will work. Uh, it got started in the early 50s, I believe it was. And let's see, let me get this thing working. It doesn't want to. Uh, okay. Uh, well, it got started. Uh, There's a gentleman named uh, Edward Wilson, who was uh, from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, who, uh, sought, uh, uh, who sought to... Uh, to uh to fu- to bring it okay, just a minute here, okay, recently we're in, okay, so I'm going to try to tell you as best I can because the article isn't coming up, and you've been there and done that oh, yeah. I know if you have a braille display, yes, so it started in the early fifties as a group of uh, uh small group of blind people who wanted to get together and uh, who wanted to foster. Uh, to foster Christ, to foster a Christian witness among other blind people throughout the country, and it started uh, a small group that met in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, they uh, they kicked around the idea, and then it was uh, they began to meet annually, and eventually, I think they ah uh, uh, good I found the article here, so this is what I'm going to read to you now. Uh, this is a history. So let's let's uh, get past the personal message. Okay. Uh, okay. Brief history, and it says here that in years gone by, there was published a fine religious magazine uh, entitled the Braille Evangel. I never, I think I only heard of it. Mr. Edwin Wilson of of uh, Fort Worth, Texas, was editor and publisher. Mr. Wilson conceived an idea that it would be interesting and beneficial to Christian blind people to gather together from over the nation, perhaps once a year. Uh, interest and experience in Christian living service could be discussed, and plans of helping other blind persons to know the Lord and to become active uh, Christians were also discussed. The idea persisted and grew until in 1953, Mr. Wilson was led to extend an invitation to Christian blind persons who were active members of their local churches, uh, of their local churches for the evangelistic uh, order of, of faith. He asked them to meet with him in Memphis. Uh, on May uh, the 12th through 14th to discuss such uh, matters. The invitation was sent out uh, through the Braille Evangel and by letter. 22 persons from 15 states accepted. Again in 1954, he asked that they meet in Memphis, but this time in August, two to five. At this meeting, more than twice as many attended and great interest was shown. In 1955, the group was called to meet in Louisville, Kentucky, and more than 100 attended. That's more than we have now. The movement was gaining momentum. During the next few months, Mr. Wilson called several persons to meet him in Fort Worth to consider a name for this new national organization and to assist him in formulating a constitution. In August 1956, the same group met in Fort Worth. It was at this time meeting that the official name of the organization was chosen, the National Church Conference of the Blind, and the Constitution was drawn up, approved, and adopted. During the next few years, more people, more and more people attended the meetings, and interest continued to grow. Uh, In Kansas City, Missouri, in 1957, Indianapolis in 1958, Memphis in 59, and then Topeka, Kansas in 1960. Then in 1961, the NCCB met in St. Louis, Missouri. It was there that a, a, dedica- a decision was made to incorporate. So the incorporation laws of the state of Kansas were found to be less complicated than those in other states being considered. Therefore, it was decided to incorporate in the state of Kansas. In order to to comply with the requirements of the incorporation laws, it was necessary to make some changes in the Constitution. And a new Constitution was written and adopted. The incorporation procedure was started in the fall of 61 and then was uh, realized, uh, finalized in November 64. Thus, the NCCB was chartered in the state of Kansas as a nonprofit. Non-denominational
2: organization. Totally so I'm going to uh, uh, interrupt that, Doctor. Because I, I, I want to yes. sort of ask uh, a question that's always been sort of curious to me. I have this vague recollection. And I might totally be wrong, that one of the folks who very much supported your organization was Doctor. Ralph Montanus. Um, am I right about yes. that? You know, the the, the, the uh, evangelical preacher, uh, the blind person who used to be on WOR every Sunday at ten thirty at night. Does that ring a bell at all? Yes. Yes, Ralph
1: Montanus was on.
2: Hello, are you still there? here? Yeah, I'm here.
1: Yeah, something was trying to. Uh, yeah, so r- yeah, Ralph Montanus was on. Uh, he supported it, as did my friend, the late Harry Sutcliffe, the founder of the of the uh, Episcopal Guild of the Blind, which is no longer uh, uh, going. And Ralph, uh, Ralph, <laughs> I think Harry had some after attending some of the conferences probably had some good recollections and some not so good so because you, know, <laughs> uh, you know how it is when you get a mass of uh, black people together in these conventions and things do get a little bit uh, they do still I mean get a little bit hectic you know people uh, things do happen
2: so um, are we there yeah I'm still here so so um, I, I um, did did you ever did any uh, did you all meet Ralph Antanis? Did somebody meet him? Uh, how, what was his role, if any, uh, as part of the organization? I think he su- he supported it. Now
1: he died in 1987, long before I jo- that I had sure. anything to do with NCCB. Sure, he was uh, he had a Bible conference every year up in New Hampshire uh, at Mount Monadnock, and that was that was the highlight of our summer that was a highlight for many blind people from all across the country. And then they moved the conference to Texas. Ralph had long since died and it had been various members of the family kind of kept it going with the gospel association of the blind. And then it sort of petered out, you might say after uh, 2018 was the last conference, Camp Salome uh, down in the Houston area. And uh, the gospel association for the blind closed its doors uh, eventually.
2: So uh, I was just curious. So I want to ask you, you you mentioned uh, you have sort of four objectives in your constitution. You talked a lot about the uh, your conference. Uh, And so I'm curious about the other three. Uh, What kinds of things do you as an organization do to sort of support uh, uh, folks uh, doing uh, Christian uh, services uh, for, you know, as a blind person? And what are you doing uh, to help to help support churches and being more. Supportive of blind folk because all of us know of experience of going to church and not being welcomed. So, what is your organization doing to try to make that a little better?
1: Well, I think we're trying to encourage the blind folks to go uh, to when the, I'm. This is from my perspective, and I, for my friend Karen, Gerald is 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 here, and she can fill in too a little later on. She's been with us longer than I have even. Uh, I'd say the thing is we do to encourage blind folks, don't let that stop you from going. Uh, you know, uh, the thing to do is, to, uh, I think when you get home, is to, I think you have to approach, to approach the church you're going to and try to approach maybe people, you better start making some friends. Uh, it's important that you, you know, to, you're going to have friends, you got to be a friend. And try to say, I'm, you know, I'm not the fly on the wall. <laughs> I'm a human being. I'm ready to to, to be of service. Instead of, what Duncan, you if I may, yes.
0: if I may interject, I want to mention very proudly that I am very welcome in my church. I have a lot of friends in church. My wife and I go faithfully, just about every single week. We even listen to church on holy days of obligation of transportation isn't available to us, Uh, we are very much welcome. And I also want to mention the Xavier Society for the Blind, who braille up the propers for Uh lectors and other Catholics who attend Mass and perform certain duties at the Mass, who do readings at the Mass. So in those areas, blind people, uh, myself included, because of my attendance, along with what the Xavier Society does for blind people, Blind people are well supported, as far as that
1: yes, goes. I'm, I'm familiar with the Xavier Society. Now we haven't had them at conference. Maybe with our friend uh, Nigel here, we can get it. Uh, maybe they can come and exhibit for us, uh, because of that we have never had them. But I am I'm well aware of their, their stuff, and uh, I and I say praise God for that. I just know about the blind folks. Uh, not necessarily who come to the conference, but I've talked to others and say, "Well, I'm not welcome, therefore I'm not going." You know. And uh, what do you mean you're not welcome? Uh, you know, it takes a time. It takes a while to get, uh, And there's so much out there. Uh, we've had uh, the Braille Bibles International. We're having. I'm. I i do not know what exhibit what exhibitors we're going to get this year. I uh, we'll have to find an, someone to to be an exhibit exhibit coordinator for the for the upcoming convention.
2: Uh, so I, 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 I haven't answered, covered, I'm sorry, go ahead, Duncan.
1: I haven't covered everything I admit, but uh, so I'm looking here. <laughs> I'm looking here at uh, the constitution here. And once it comes up again, it's stuck on recently read.
2: <laughs> okay. So, so Duncan, I, I want to talk about the experience of, of my experience and other folks who I know who, who regularly go to church. Um, the, yeah. the, the thing that saved me, uh, I mean, saved me and uh, helped me be part of a church community is I didn't go to a church, uh, just showed up on a Sunday and sat in a pew. Cause that never works for me. Cause people just don't know. What never to do. does. never does. So what, what I did since I have a musical gift is I joined the choir. And that was the thing that having that community of people, I still have trouble. I mean, there are people who wanted to know, for example, how they didn't know that a blind person could sing. I got that comment more than once. But there, but there were um, lots of really nice people who were very supportive. And that was what what the community that I developed over time, being part of that choir and later being the drummer of the, of the praise band. Um, but what I sort of learned from that experience is sort of being part of a congregation as a disabled person doesn't work very well, at least not for me. You really have to Bef- even before you walk in the door, uh, find a, gr- a network of, with a group of people who can support you. Because church can be a really lonely place if if you don't have that. Yes, it can. Ne- uh, network, you know, before be- before you show up. So that's been my experience. I, Bob, I'm uh, you know I'm really happy for you um, because in many cases that has not been my experience in in sort of talking to other blind folk, uh, and um, it's it's a it's a it's a real challenge. And I think an organization like I hope your organization like yours might think about finding ways to sort of have that conversation with with churches somehow and say, hey, this is a this is a problem. Because I think most churches simply aren't aware of the, the challenges involved. I mean, the transportation is another one that you mentioned. You know, a lot of times um, paratransit doesn't run on Sundays, you know, so that's right. Ours that, doesn't. Yeah. And ours doesn't either. So it, it just adds a level of complication. Um and you know, for for many people, including me, for quite a while, my sort of question was, why should I go to a place where I'm not welcomed? When uh, after I've worked forty or fifty or sixty hours a week and just need to chill, you know, why should I go to a place I that's think, not welcome?
1: Yeah, what I would say this this, uh, that's why I'm trying to encourage more sighted people to uh, to come and see what we do. I don't want to overrun the place of sighted folks, but I want them to see what we do. I have a dear friend, and I hope she's listening, uh, a sighted friend up in the Dallas area. And I told her, and she just has the gift of, or, you know, she's a great organizer and she's a great communicator. And I told her about the conference. She said, I'd love to help. And uh, bang, she's been one of our regulars for the last, uh, I'd say the last three years. And her mom, too. And we're just trying to, uh, I, you know, we're, I think we're trying to bridge that gap with uh, the sighted folks and
2: encourage. Uh, if you know what I'm saying, we're, uh, I, I do know what you're saying. It's a real challenge. Uh, I just, it is. I, I just wish that there was more support out there somehow, you know, to uh, not not just to, to encourage blind folks to take that leap of faith to walk into a church door. But to work with the churches to say, "Hey, this is a, a group of people you're 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 failing to reach uh, because of the of some challenges." It's it's just a, it's 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 a problem. Um, and- well, I'm in a
1: small town, and uh, well, the growing small town. Sorry to cut you off, Peter. But yeah, uh, it took me a long time at my church, uh, but they especially, uh, uh, you know, I've been playing piano now at our church. Uh, it'll be tw- 30 years for this, this coming fall. And, uh, I've, oh, uh, you know, and they've loved me and all that, but, and I want them to, to, uh, they are accepting other people with disabilities. We very few blind people in the community. Uh, and the ones I know, I think is, uh, we're trying to get, you know, to, uh, we want to be sure they're welcome too, And, uh, and also to let them know, uh, Hey, uh that I want to be included too. We have to let we have to let our the, these folks know. You know. That,
0: uh, so my question is obvious right now. My question is obvious right now. How are they failing to reach us
1: if that's what they're not doing? Well, I uh I can't say that about mine because they're reaching they're reaching me darn good. But I think a lot of other churches just don't
0: you know, but, a lot what, of churches what is it that they don't know?
1: In other words,
0: Duncan, what is it that these churches, in your opinion, are not doing to reach out to the blind? I mean, we have so much now. We have, like I mentioned, the Xavier Society. I have a talking Bible. It's a small thing the size of a—it's a small Bible the size of a transistor radio, and I know how to operate it very, very well. It's very compact. I mean, let's face it. We all know the Braille Bible is humongous. It's got tons and tons of volumes. But whether it's Braille or talking— Accessibility today, you know, even in religion, it's it's great. It's wonderful. Uh, like I mentioned about the propers that are provided by the Xavier Society, uh, right. there are blind there are blind lecturers. I had I know two people. One passed away. One is probably on this call right now. Uh, one they one lives in Fall River, Massachusetts. One lived in Tiverton, Rhode Island. He passed away in twenty eighteen. There were blind lectors. They actually got oh, up yes. and read readings, and they, they were more than welcome in their churches to, to do such things.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's true. I've, I've got uh, a friend in Ohio who is a blind lector. Uh, church. In fact, she's an author. She's written a book. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is the churches simply don't. We, we need to make them aware of what we can and what what we can do and what, what we need to do and how to get it done. We need, in other words, hey, uh, a lot of us wind up sitting alone at church. I don't like that. So I just simply say, listen, I'd like to, you know, I'm I'm alone at home. I'd like to be among you all. I'd like to, sit, you know, I'd like to share a pew with somebody when I come down from that platform. Uh, okay, that's been, that's being done. Others, uh, yes, take me through the line at the, when we have our fellowship meals. Yes. And let's all sit together. And uh, I think uh, and we just need—I think folks just simply need to let let sighted folks. You have to educate them, educate these churches, you know, as to what we can and can't do. And I'm—if it's vague, I'm sorry, I'm not
2: too good at communicating. No, no, I—I I, I, I think I think I think you're dead on. I think um, that the thing is that it puts a lot of pressure on the individual blind person walking through the church door, and many of us don't want to deal with it. Um, and, yeah. and, uh, and that, and that's the challenge. And, you know, if the church, uh, said, you know, Hey, uh, uh, you know, and welcomed us more, uh, openly, I think that'll make a huge difference in how we interact with the church. I want to turn a corner because you mentioned something else that I think is a huge problem in, 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 yeah. in, in churches and we are losing young people like crazy, uh, in all, uh, yes. in all churches and it doesn't matter. Glad you brought the- that up, Peter. Really yeah, all, all, you know all uh, political, you know opinions, whatever. They're they're fleeing, and my question to you is a simple one, which is what are what's NCC doing to try to reach out to some of these folk? Because if we don't reach out to them, the church as we know it is going to die. Well,
1: that's what we're trying to. That's that's one thing we're grappling with right now, uh, is reaching young is not just reaching the young people, but reaching, you know, young families. Uh, that is, is, well, that, that's what my, what my church, they're doing. But uh, to reach people, uh, to reach young people, that's, that's something we're grappling with. I, I can't give you an answer for that, but I'm grateful for the young people who have come to our conferences. And those who have come, uh, and I'm not talking teenagers, college age i'm saying people under 50 people in their 40s and 30s and so on uh they uh who do know the lord but how do we how do we get more uh, younger people i have to i I cannot give an answer right now because we're grappling with it
0: do you think young people have as much access to spiritual activities as the rest of us do you think that might be an issue there? They don't have the access for whatever reason. I don't know the reason. I'm just putting it out there.
1: Well, no. Well, one thing about young people, and I'm saying let's talk in general here. Uh, a lot of them, they've been brought up, you know, Christian home, so on. And they've got, I'm, I'm talking just whether you're blind or sighted. And then they go off to, uh, they, they get into high school, they leave home. And they abandon whatever faith uh, you know or they just maybe't never had a faith of their own to begin with, or well, they go to college, guess what they're being taught all this cancel culture stuff and everything, and wow, they swallow it uh, so there are this is a whole different thing there are ways to 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 deal with to uh uh to to work with that uh but that's a whole different thing right now.
2: And, and what I would say in addition to what you just said, to me the the big issue cuz I work with uh, uh, when I went to my former church I had lots of young people who were just burnt by the churches that they that they that they attended growing up and they were they felt abused. And I I, I use that word strongly cuz that's the word that's the word they use themselves. And so, you know, what what we did in the church, we had a, we had a great youth ministry, it was triage you know, we, we had to stop the bleeding and we had to sort of convey the idea that there are other ways to serve Jesus than the way they were taught. And it was yeah. a challenge. It was a real challenge. Oh. And and because these folks really were burnt seriously, you know, for whatever reason. They they didn't want any part of the church. Either they they saw hypocrisy, they saw you know the way they were treated or friends were treated. Um, and I, I think the church has a lot to, uh, to answer to. It's not just the colleges and universities and those folks who teach a different way. I think I think the churches have a lot to answer for. Um, and uh, I just hope that again, you know I think it's, I, Duncan, I think this is what you said in many ways. It, it, the issue is is not this is not a blindness issue necessarily, just adds a, another level of complexity to the to the conversation. Um, right so uh but we th- you know i really am this really does worry me um because i just don't think we can survive in, in the long term without some kind of uh reconnection of the young folks who were raised in the church who don't want any part of it for whatever reason I mean, i can i can share stories i'm sure we all could um but we need to find a way of reconnecting them back in a in a respectful loving way because if we don't the church is the, god I will think- st- God will still do his work, but it won't be through the churches as we know it.
3: Gentlemen, you do raise hands. I'm
2: sorry. Yes, That's okay. all right, Tammy. Yeah.
0: It's it's almost that time anyway yeah, for us is. to welcome participants. Yep, that time. Yep. You're listening to In Perspective. My name is Bob Branco and my co host is Peter Rauchill. We're here with Duncan Holmes, the president of the National Church Conference of the Blind. So Without further ado, Tammy, tell us if we have any raised hands.
3: We do. We have Janet, who is up first.
0: Okay. Thank you. Janet, welcome to the program. And Happy New Year.
3: Happy New Year, y'all. And um, this is Janet from Colorado. Um, do you know, have you ever visited ICCsite.org, uh, Duncan?
1: Yes, I have. I was a member at one time. Tim Snyder is a very, very good friend of mine, and I've been on. I was on the Bible Marathon, uh, but that was some years ago. Um,
2: So what is?
1: I'm
2: sorry, Janet.
3: I had a question for. um, Can I write you off, List Peter, to see if we can get to if you can get Tim Snyder on in perspective?
2: The answer is yes. Um, uh, Bob, uh, send a note to Bob. Was it Bob Bob Branco ninety three Bob Branco
0: Bob Branco ninety three at gmail.com.
2: So send send an email to that address and Bob will forward it on to me. Perfect. All right, um,
3: thank you. Because i've I've been trying we've been trying to get new people to come to ICC site and I figured maybe ACB could help.
2: So we we might I don't know. Uh, let's let's see what we can do. So yeah, reach reach out and we'll we'll try we'll try to work with you. Um, what is ICC? Let's let's start with that.
3: Um, Can you it, tell us, it, it what's that?
2: Can you tell us what the ICC is? Oh, um, yes.
3: ICCside.org is-, is uh the um uh, Christian community site for uh blind people that T- Tim Snyder runs at um Duncan Notes.
1: Yeah, International Christian Community, yeah, I international. Yep, yeah.
3: and they also have a, a braille and audio, braille and audio thing too.
2: Bringing I, I, up braille and audio yes. from them. Bob's in charge <laughs> of the program, but it, that strikes me as a really good guest to get on. I agree, one hundred
0: percent. Let's bring him on. Let's bring him on. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Janet. Thank you, Janet. And Tammy, do we have anybody else in line?
4: Carrie. Hi, this is Carrie Muth, also in
2: Coos Bay, Oregon. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Happy Miter. New Year. Happy New Year, <laughs> <laughs> and it's great to have my wife on the show. I know, huh? <laughs> All
4: right. Congratulations, my dear. Yes. thanks. <laughs> so, so Duncan, I I really liked what you said about you know to gain friends, you have to be a friend, and the conversation surrounding, um, you know, we need to educate people, and I don't think it's a lot of difference if we're walking into a church or into a community center or anything. True, you know, we need yes. to yeah, we need to educate people, especially, you know, if we're in smaller communities, maybe people haven't been around a blind person before. And so, you know, and, and we're going to get out of it what we put into it.
1: Um, and, right. and so you know, I think I that's a really from important. Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell you when I, I, I may, may I share this and I don't know if any of my people are listening. I doubt it, but, uh, I'm from church, but, uh, but, uh, I, uh, when my wife died, I, uh, and I, we would, Sharon and I had been married 43 years. Uh, when my wife died, my church rallied around me, you know, I thought I'd been playing the piano for them. You know, I've been attending uh, Sunday school class. I've been doing what I could, but these people rallied around me in, uh, ways I never thought would happen. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that that's, that that's that's what i'll say right now in a nutshell
4: you you know and I'll, i will say that a year and a half ago i was diagnosed with stage four cancer and my church has been amazing um they just have been and it is amazing but that is after 24 years of building relationships and yes. you know i what I would like to do is encourage people if if there's a church that you you know want to start attending start going to small group stuff if you're having troubles connecting to people you know a lot of churches offer smaller bible studies um or maybe there's some you know ladies activities or men's breakfasts or um you know volunteer to to be in the nursery or volunteer to help with some Sunday school or um you know, at one point we had a, a group of people that were bringing their kids to Sunday school and the people weren't really participating. And, you know, I thought, okay, they, they need like a little group for them. And my sister told me, she goes, you know what, Carrie, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. And because I was not feeling adequate at the time to, you know, be, be of service, but I did, and it and it was a great experience, a lot of growth for myself. You know, but, but um, you know, we got to step out of our comfort zone a lot of times and put ourselves out there and help educate the other people, so that it'll be better and it'll be easier for the next person. Because some of us can do this a lot easier than other people, and it makes it a lot better. Like a lot of older people start losing their sight later in life, and they're really uncomfortable. And those of us who have been blind a long time you know we're much better at educating people and it ma- makes sure. those transitions better for some of those other people thanks yes sure.
2: and i i would just thanks, add i agree with everything you said carrie mm-hmm. uh and would are uh, and would add that the sad part is it, it shouldn't be this hard it, no. it shouldn't be this hard but it is you know and i get god asks us to do things and, and equips us to do things like this I just think things weren't so hard in a place that's supposed to be welcoming on general principle, right um, and, it, and it's it's not a matter of malice, it's a matter of as, as Carrie said, lack of education most of the time. I mean it's you lack get the, education yeah, you, you get some weird stuff once in a while but but you know it's mainly a lack of education. Thank you, oh, Carrie. Thank you. You
0: know yep. Anyone else, Tammy? Uh, Melissa is next. All right. Melissa, happy New Year. By the way, Happy New Year to you, Carrie, and everybody else. Alyssa?
5: <laughs> happy New Year to you, Mr. Branko, and um, it's great to be back. And um, I'm sorry, what was, what was your name, sir, You're, the guest?
0: Duncan Holmes.
1: Duncan, Mr.
5: Holmes. Holmes. Mr. Holmes, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, God bless you for this ministry. When I heard about this, that you guys were going to be doing this, I was so excited because... I've wanted to attend this conference ever since one of my friends who's part of this community told, told me about it. Um, I moderate a prayer group on Sundays and um, she's talks about it a lot and she comes back home just so excited and everything. But um, I just wanted to um, make a very quick comment and then ask a very quick question. So my comment is um, I attended my church's fall retreat for the very first time this last October. It was the first time I'd ever gone to a Christian conference period and i have to tell you you know we have a huge college ministry and they're thriving and they're doing some great things and they they set an example for all of us to be you know good followers of christ and and those kind of things um but what was really wonderful is that everybody just welcomed me as a totally blind person and they've they always have ever since i walked in that church for the first time but this conference they really just you know, took the time to help me with it, with everything. I had two awesome roommates that were college students um, and we're now good friends with each other. So, you know, that's just been amazing. But, you know, a lot of times when you go to these kind of things, you know, people, their kids run into you because their parents don't watch out what they're doing or, you know, they bump uh-huh. into you and all that kind of, but nobody did that with me at all. They were all very receptive and they just, they, they they saw me with a cane and they just, we're like okay, let's just walk around, you know. But they they know how to have a good time too, and that was what was so much fun. But <laughs> but I wanted to <laughs> ask you, but I wanted to ask you because I like I said I want to go to this conference so badly. Um, do you guys have like time of singing? And if you do, how do how do we do the how, how are the lyrics done for the songs?
1: We have Braille hymnals uh, that were and. Yeah, we have, and we have a choir that Karen Gerald so, so wonderfully conducted. Now it's going to be up to me. I'm a pianist, (laughs) you know. Hey. And and so uh, we do have, and uh, we do have hymnals. uh, And yes, we do singing. We do a good bit of singing. Uh, Awesome. Praise and worship every day. I'm trying to teach some. uh, Keith and Kristen Getty stuff for this conference. We're going to be in Little Rock in August. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, yes, and I would be glad to uh, give the give to give you the information for the website. Uh, you know, they'll let me do it's t h uh, e n c c b dot com the n c c b dot com. If you look at it in grade two braille, it looks like then colon b dot. Uh, yes,
0: b h e n c c b dot I com. dot com.
1: Yes, oh, that's it's wonderful. Then, yeah. And our mem our membership secretary is Pauline Ohadi. She's cited, uh, you know, and she's out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I could give you a phone number and all that kind of stuff if you if you need it. But uh, but but it's going to be in Ar- Arkansas and Little Rock this August. I think fantastic the, uh third to the ninth
5: well um i i'm currently without work right now so i'm trying to, to look for a job but my, my i would love to absolutely go um because like i said i've heard about it and i just it just really sounds like a wonderful ministry and i just want to say god bless you sir um and god bless you guys for what you're doing because this is a service that's really needed um especially for the blind and the visually impaired um, based on what you guys were all talking about churches and disabilities. And I could go on about that topic, but I'm not going to because that's not the place to do it. But but I will just I'll just say my church just from the moment I walked in, it wasn't about, oh, Melissa, the totally blind girl. It was all about, you know, welcome. We're glad to have you here. You know, that was what it was about. So
2: that's important. Well, that's what Amen. hospitality. That's what hospitality is about, Melissa. I want to share a story because uh, your your story reminded I, I, me. Of, I, you, I'm
5: going to mute myself, but thank you. guys. That's okay. So but I, but, but
2: you. you don't you don't have to uh, respond. But I want to. Your story reminded me of something that happened to me. I made a presentation uh, to a bunch of youth uh, before, just before moving out to uh, uh, Oregon, and I always do my thing about you know please don't raise your hand. Nodding heads doesn't work. You know, I do the whole thing, and these students got it. Almost intuitively, they were the by far the most interactive. Uh, you know, uh, uh, less conscious of this blind thing. They just did what I asked them to do, and it was fabulous. It really, truly was fabulous, and it, and it reminded me that um, that whatever the trouble with our youth are, and we you know like every generation, we all have problems. Um, they they have a better sense of being around other people who are different than we did growing up. In, I'm talking in general terms. It's not always the case, but in general terms. And so they're used to dealing with difference, I think, in a way that we aren't. And I think we should we should we should bless that. Um, Amen. Rather yes. than rather than run from it and call it cancel culture or whatever, because it because right. it really is a um, it was just wonderful to be part of a group uh, that, you know, took what I said seriously and did it naturally. They didn't have to. They just didn't have to think very hard about it. They just did it. Right. And it was. It was a blessing to be a part of that.
5: Amen. Where are
2: you based, Melissa? Where Where, where are you located?
5: I am located in Burien, Washington, which is a suburb of Seattle. And the church that I go to is in Seattle uh, near downtown. So it's quite a commute to get. It's about a twenty-two minute commute. Um, and of course I have to deal with transportation and all those things, which that's can be a a bummer but but like when I went to this conference one of our one of our uh pastors he actually came and got me and another person and brought us to the conference um and took us home that way I wouldn't have to worry about you know transportation and dealing with our public transportation system here so that was very nice of him to do that um he's a younger individual but he is amazing and I just love to hear him speak and his wife is is precious so thanks for asking you got a
1: Sure, you got a fine ministry out there audiobook ministries out of uh seattle yes and, uh, they yes they put on our they have our daily bread on uh cartridge yes, they do yes, and decision magazine
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank, well, you, listen, thank
1: you so much we appreciate thank
0: you God us. bless you God bless you as well all right, do we have any other hands raised this we time? have
3: a phone number of um five zero five six
0: three eight Welcome to the program, whoever that is.
6: This is me, Beth, from New oh, Mexico.
0: Hi, Beth. Oh, hi Beth. Happy New Sardine there. aficionado. And, um, <laughs> a what? Sardine
2: aficionado. A sardine aficionado. <laughs>
6: I guess, yeah. Um
2: I was what can gonna we do say, for you?
6: Okay. I agree with a lot that was said here, and sometimes... People do want to educate um, people, but like they'll say, "Well, the insur- insurance doesn't cover you." Like um, to go for people, you know, to have transportation because, unfortunately, in some rural communities, um, transport- paratransit doesn't run on Sundays. Yeah, true. It
2: doesn't, doesn't run here. On- doesn't run here either.
6: Yeah, it they walk to my area. On the church buses don't come for people and stuff. And then um, I did want to say that sometimes, yes, young people are stepping away from the church, and uh, wow, you don't know what to do about it. I, My three grandchildren have Asperger's, they're not visually impaired, but they're like, you know, Graham, we just see a lot of. Hypocrisy, you're a lot of bad things in the church. And I'm like, no, it's not all bad.
1: I am, there's a ministry uh Johnny and friends, Johnny Erickson Tata, who's done a lot to, uh, to foster, uh, to bridge the gap between those with disabilities, especially other, uh, you know, not just blindness, but uh, autism and everything, uh, disabilities mm-hmm. and those who, quote, have all their faculties together, quote we all are disabled in one way or another, by the way. And uh, so it's called SIM. But uh, we need an S-A-V-I-O-R.
2: So there you go. Yep. And, uh, hey, thank you, Beth. So, I appreciate it.
6: Thank you. I think yeah. this is a very good program you put on. Thank,
2: thank you, you very you. much, thank
0: you. Beth. And happy new, it. It. new Year to you.
6: Happy New Year.
0: Fox. Okay. Who is Fox. next?
3: You have about eight minutes left. Um, next is Beth Moline.
0: Okay, welcome, Beth, and happy New Year to you two. You have a question hey, for Duncan. Beth. She Can we might hear be you, mute. Beth. Uh,
7: I'm trying to unmute. There, there you go.
0: go. There you oh, are.
7: We oh hear good.
1: You unmuted. Oh, go good.
7: Thank goodness, because I sometimes Zoom is being kind of crazy. <laughs> I like Zoom, but I really like this and I almost forgot about it. I'm sorry. I've, I've been so out of it today, but you know, there's so much going on. But I remember when I first went to NCCB back in 2016, that was the same time, the first time you went, Duncan. I think that you and Sharon had gone then. I remember that I really yeah. I, I felt. Somewhat out of place, but I started feeling really welcome after a little while. And it just, I didn't feel out of place with the two of you. I never did. And also with Pauline, I never felt out of place. I, I felt wonderful with all of you. But at first, I don't know what was
0: with me then. <laughs> but I, I, am really you. I am on Pauline's mailing list for, for prayer and other announcements. So I'm me very too. familiar with Pauline.
7: Yeah, she's awesome, and and I roomed with her the last couple of years at MCCB. Only last year when we had it, I ended up <laughs> I had all kinds of troubles. I've still got a couple of spider bites that have never healed. Oh, and that's not Pauline's well, fault.
2: No, <laughs> no, that's, no. A, that's an uh, encouraging promo for the for the kit uh, conference, right? Spider bites. <laughs> it, it's a part of the part of the part of the benefits, well, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we 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 deal with those hotels, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not always a not always a palace, you know. But still, the good outweighs the bad. I mean, right. We and have a, it was a good week for us.
0: It was good
8: evening. This this is Renee Aikens. Can I speak
0: uh, when Sorry. Beth is finished? Beth, did you
7: have anything more to add? I was going to also say I'm doing what I can to try to go to church on Sundays, but. There are people now who are kind of, I don't know why, they're, I feel like there are people who are uncertain about taking me to church. So right, I did have a caregiver that was taking me. She was through independent living services here in St. Cloud, but now she's not able to do it. So I had to talk to the supervisor today about that. And she's going to be looking for someone else. But, you know, it would sure be nice if other people in the church would be willing to step up to the plate because our dial-a-ride, you know, paratransit, they don't go out that far. They they don't. It's kind of just a little bit outside of the city limits. And I, I do love this church that I go to. Right,
1: It, it is a good it's church.
0: A, it's a puzzle. That's Wonderful, important. Beth. Well, thank you very much for your participation. Tammy was Renee next in line, or was there somebody ahead of I her? I
3: have a phone number, so Renee, I'm not sure if that's you or not. The nine seven nine one eight six is that? That's
2: her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah,
3: And you have about five minutes ahead, left. Ahead. Sorry, guys.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the, the mm-hmm. time. So, I guess is, I can squeeze it, squeeze it in. Is in it Renee minutes. or someone
0: else? I believe it's Renee. Yep. Okay, Renee, it, go ahead.
8: Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. I've enjoyed the program so far. I am uh, Duncan Holmes vice president and uh, I've been a part of uh, NCCB for quite a while. I'm also the president of the Texas church conference and that's how I met the, the NCCB was through the Texas church conference. So we do have that. And um, I'm just really impressed with everyone. Um, and a disability is a problem in the church, it's a problem in society, it's a problem in families. So it's, it's not just unique to the church. But what I have found is that my gift is what finds my way into the church as to what I need to do and where I need to go. And, and that's what we need to focus on. What are you gifted to do? Because when I'm talking to people with disabilities, I ask them, well, what do you like to do? You would like to work with children, seniors, or whatever it is. Let your gift find your way into the church. And there's just going to be problems because we're dealing with people, period. I don't care where you go, what you do, you're dealing with people. And I don't drive anymore. I ride the bus to church on Sunday. So I'm always in evangelistic mode. Um I'm always ministering to somebody. And when you, when you ride the bus, you ride through the hood, as I call it. And you're dealing with all kinds of dysfunctional people. And if we meet people where they are a lot of times, and it, it takes a gift and it takes time to develop that type of, uh, of, of, of skill. And I, I just learned if you just talk with people and meet them where they are, a lot of times you find that they're hurting, they need help, they want the truth. And we are the ones who are supposed to have the light. We're supposed to have truth. And if you present that to people, that's all I do. And all I do is plant in water. I don't worry about trying to give the increase because Paul told the Corinthian church, plant in water, God gives the increase. And I meet people all the time. And whether they like to or want to hear something about God or not, I don't know. And I don't worry about whether they do or not. I just minister to those people standing at the bus stop because a lot of times I'm standing there, I don't want to be there. It's either hot or cold or it's raining or something. And I'll just turn and ask somebody uh you know about about the the gospel salvation or something like that so I'm always ministering and then when I come to the NCCV conference I'm there to serve and as uh, duncan says I I do have some sites I'm there to serve and so if I see somebody struggling and can't get to where they go I go and try to get them where they need to be and then I move on to the next uh whatever I need to do and That's so a great I attitude. think
0: it, it, that's yes, you have to have it. Because, to have I, Renee. Mean, I really appreciate you, that attitude very much.
2: I have three words for you. Uh, preach sure. it, sister. Preach it. <laughs> and do it. Uh, <laughs> we it, it, we, it, it, we are wonderful. running out
0: of time. So in closing, yes. Duncan, I want to just ask uh, what the future brings uh, for the conference. Anything new on the horizon before we close?
1: Well, I, I want to be optimistic. I think we're going to have uh, I think we're going to have a good conference this year uh, in Little Rock. Uh, Philadelphia is cited as, as possible for 2025. We haven't been back east in a long time, uh, and I would like. I just think if we keep spreading the word positively uh, about what we do, I I do believe that that we we are we could. There's a lot of potential for good outcome.
0: Excellent. Uh, we do have to wrap it up. Duncan, thank you for taking the time and continued success with the National Church Conference of the Blind. Congratulations on your presidency. Many thanks to those thank people who help you out and, and everybody else and, and also to people on this program who participated. Thank you very much. You continue to spread God's word. That's important. Next week, we're going to have a former mayor of Fall River, Massachusetts, Will Flanagan. He runs a marijuana shop. So he's going to talk about the legalities of marijuana and other related topics. That's next week on In Perspective. I'm Bob Branko. He's Peter Alchil. Go safe with God's abundant blessings always. Have a great week, everybody.